What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, New Vision podcast community. Bob Landum here, missions pastor at New Vision. I am so looking forward to this study through the book of Acts. As a missions pastor, I see Acts as a model for missions, locally, nationally, and internationally. Every chapter includes an account of crossing a divide, crossing a barrier, of stepping outside of the known and familiar into the unknown, unfamiliar, and even unaccepted to share the good news of God's love and forgiveness through Jesus. Years ago, Pastor Rick Warren, pastor of Saddleback Community Church out in California, talked about renaming the book of Acts to the book of risks. And he was only half serious, of course. But his point was that this historical narrative describes how the early church wrestled with Christ's command to go to the ends of the earth with the gospel, to be willing to risk everything, including their lives, for the sake of the gospel of Christ. And we're going to see that over and over again in every chapter of Acts. So let's jump back in to the book of Risks, to the book of Acts, to the very first opening days and weeks of the church. Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 26. This is that account of the apostles gathered in the upper room after the ascension of Christ. I'm reading from the New American Standard Version, Acts Chapter 1, beginning in verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mountain called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered the city, they went up to the upstairs room where they were staying. That is, Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All these were continually devoting themselves with one mind in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Now, at this time, Peter stood up among the brothers and sisters. A group of about 120 people was gathered there. And he said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David concerning Judas who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was accounted or counted among us and received his share in this ministry. Verse 18 says, Now this man acquired a field with the price of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his intestines gushed out, and it became known to all the residents of Jerusalem. And as a result, that field was called Hakaldama in their own language, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, May his residence be made desolate, and may there be none living in it, and may another take his office. Therefore, it is necessary that of the men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord went in and out among us, Beginning with the baptism of John until the day that he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. 
So they put forward two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed, and they said, You, Lord, know the hearts of all people. Show which one of these two you have chosen to occupy this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they drew lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. Okay, true confession time. It's easy for me to skim verses like these because it feels a little bit like the first church business meeting. And I'd just as soon get on over to chapter 2 where some more really cool stuff's going to happen. But there's a lot going on here that we need to consider because in many ways, this is a pattern for the very foundation of healthy churches to this very day. Today, missionally-minded leaders and churches will live the lessons of this passage. So, taking it in order from the text, the first lesson for us is when the world changes, when everything's in a new place, for good or bad, when you don't even have a language for what's going on, stay in community. They, these guys, they, they all had options. Some of them could have said, okay, well, you know, I guess that's that. That was, that was pretty cool. Let's, let's head on back to the house. See you all around. But the text recounts that they returned to the city together. They went to the upper room together. They stayed there together. They were devoted in prayer together. For me, the first message for us and the church is that our faith is to be expressed in community. I mean, certainly there's personal quiet time. There's personal prayer time and study time. And maybe that's where you are right now. But the church is a community of believers seeking to express God's message of grace and restoration through Christ in community. From a missions perspective, that's one of the distinguishing characteristics between Christianity and some of the Eastern religions that are purely personal, just between a follower and the cosmos. From the beginning, Christ followers follow Christ in community. Another truth from the opening days of the church is found in verse 15. It says, At this time Peter stood up and said, See, it would have been really easy for Peter to go silent, right? I mean, not that he was particularly self-aware, but even Peter would have recognized that he had crashed in flames, opened his mouth one too many times, and had to be dragged back into the fold by the Lord himself. There's a voice that shouts in my head sometimes, Hush! You got no credibility, nothing to say, nothing to add. Nobody wants to hear from you. But, and this is important, this is important. Peter wasn't speaking from his wisdom, from his insights, from his position of influence. He didn't come in from the Mount of Olives and declare, Okay, boys, listen up. It was only after days of focused prayer and reflection, in a season of prayer and studying the Scriptures, that he responded to the Spirit, calling up the Scripture to help move the church community forward. That's a recurring message throughout the book of Acts, throughout the book of Risks, and all of Scripture for that matter. It's always been the story of people responding in obedience to the outwardly focused gospel. And at its best... The church has always been the story of people responding not in their strength or skill, but empowered by the Spirit of God. 
It's always been from the beginning a recurring story of imperfect people willing to say again what the Lord has said from the start. And those imperfect people have the same message, the message of God's love, grace, and forgiveness through faith in Christ alone. That's the gospel going into and out to all the world. There's one more truth buried in this church business meeting. These first leaders filled an open place. Listen, these first church leaders filled an open place with another servant of the Lord before they even knew what service they would do. I mean, tragically, a lot of churches today are more like an episode of Survivor than an example of an outwardly focused community of faith seeking to obey God. I mean, look what they did. Rather than trying to figure out how to get the job done with 11, the apostles immediately looked for a replacement. In a few chapters, we'll see how they expanded the leadership again with the first deacon ordination. And once again, the earliest examples of how the church functioned include expanding, growing, reaching out, getting beyond what was or what has been. The times of rest and reflection include prayer and study for what's next. How would the Lord have us move forward and outward? Our bag is packed. Our yes is on the table. Let's go. So, what's the takeaway? What's, what's the message? What's the takeaway from these in-between verses and our seasons of life transitions or unexpected changes and our ongoing daily call to the mission of God? What do we do with this? I think, first of all, we learned that stay, we should stay prayerful and focused in the Word, in community. Second, when we're not sure what's next, when it feels like an in-between time. Second, our boneheaded sins of the past, our foolish choices and deep regrets are not ultimate disqualifiers for the repentant, humble servant of God. And third, stay focused on the mission we've been given to go. Not on all the reasons to stay in our inwardly focused, shrinking world of comfort and familiarity. Stay focused on the mission we've been given to go. So, let's go. That's a great phrase, y'all. That's a recurring theme from Acts, the book of risks. Let's go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening in this, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whenever you're listening. Looking forward to what's coming up tomorrow in Acts chapter 2. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.